a content warning for this week's episode. Topics will include drug use and attempted suicide. If you find these topics troubling, we completely understand if you want to skip this week's episode, and we'll see you in the next one. My name is Peter Davison, I played the Fifth Doctor, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls. We continue all the way to episode 366 of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. And allow me to steal these words from Axel Rose. For myself as well as for many others, no one has been there more for inspiration than Elton John. Remember, this is Axel Rose. So uh, <laughs> when we talk of great rock duos like Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, John Lennon and Paul McCartney, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, I like to think of Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Although also tonight, I think that Elton should be honored for his great work and contribution in the fight against AIDS and also his bravery in exposing all the triumphs and tragedies of his personal life. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Five Ish Fan Girls Podcast. So glad you just let's start off like we do every week with the virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Brittany in Belvedere. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana, the home of Axel Rose, as much as I do not like to claim him. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And those are some pretty amazing words coming from Axel Rose. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Who knew? Granted, this was yeah. back in this was this was this was back in the nineties. So uh mm-hmm. yeah. well, I think uh, he had made peace. Time hadn't quite had, gotten to him yet. Uh <laughs> right. I think he and Elton had made peace because I think they were a little bit at odds for a few years, and I think they patched things up at the Freddie Mercury. Tribute. Um, tri- tribute concerts so yeah <laughs> at least if memory serves correctly yeah yes. <laughs> well you uh, know people people haven't have gotten moments. that far in elton's biography well we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, we're to gonna see if there's references we're gonna get there, there. we will okay. get there today <laughs> well yes well as much hopefully yeah. not the actual book if you want to go through elton's actual biography you got to do that on your own uh, oh, yes. anyway yeah. <laughs> first we need to do the news not all, a whole lot actually uh just that um surprisingly enough this was this announcement was put out on ewan mcgregor's birthday mm-hmm. yep so happy you know, birthday, happy birthday <laughs> Ewan. Your show's now going to be pushed back two days. But you yeah. get two episodes. Two episodes. Yes. So, yeah. so Obi-Wan is now going to be premiering on May 27th, which is a Friday. But we are going to get two episodes, kind of like we did with WandaVision, where we got the two black and white episodes back to back. Yeah. And then it will move to Wednesdays. Did they? I don't remember reading anything. Did they say why supposed to doing that? Um, I haven't nope. seen anything. No, it just said nope. We're moving it back. So maybe they're doing some kind of experiment with scheduling. Who knows? Yeah, I was yeah. trying to like think of was there any 
being supposed to be released maybe like something in six weeks you know like if maybe they i don't know <laughs> well i mean they could maybe be polishing special effects or something or they just i don't know because it's only two days so it's like yeah. it's not like oh we're delaying it a month because you know yeah and it's and it's, it, it's two days going into a major holiday weekend where it's going to be a three day weekend for yeah. a good number of the country yeah <laughs> so, so yeah I, I don't know either I don't, I don't know maybe so maybe they're just... thinking there might be more more tushies on couch cushions during that. Time that is possible. There might be Friday. less tushies because everybody will be She's, on vacation. That's what I was yeah, thinking. People yeah, vacation out of, traveling or out or if the weather's night, they're gonna be out on boats with probably no connection to Wi-Fi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. The streaming services like actually like does the amount that people watch before say it's released, does that actually like matter? They do look at, you know, the number of viewers that they get in the first few days. And I mean, because you'll you'll see you'll see reports of like, you know, shows that starred on Netflix or Disney Plus, whatever. And then like after maybe one or two episodes have been released, they'll be like, and we've been renewed for a second season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I mean, Netflix, I'll say this about Netflix because they they'll like order you know, saying sixty five is is sort of the 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 base, or you know, the 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 typical amount that they do. Mm-hmm. So they'll they'll order a whole bunch of of episodes, and they'll be like, "Oh, here's ten episodes, and that's a and that's a a season." And then they'll release another ten or twelve, and that's a season. But really, they've only ordered one season. So I don't I don't know. It's just it's kind of it's kind of weird the way streaming streaming stuff works that way. So it could be that they just want to make sure there's more people watching or they just want to try a Friday thing again or, but then why, then why go back to Wednesday? Maybe, maybe episode two ends on a really bad cliffhanger and they don't want people to have to wait. Although I don't think that could, I don't think they're that altruistic, but you never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't they're know. Like these first two episodes are going to blow your mind so much that you're going to spend the entire holiday weekend just rewatching them over and over and over. Maybe. It's like, we're well, just going to put it on a loop. Something. I don't and, know. And you're going to demand more. Which we're already getting, so yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe the twenty seventh is someone else, someone's birthday, and they're like, "No, I want this to premiere on my birthday." So that's what they did. I don't. It's pointless to speculate, although it is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Business logic. That's the reason. Yep. Yes. I, I, I like so the few whole... diehards are are crying because. It's more from the 25th, which is the actual anniversary of the first Star Wars movie. It's just like, yeah, we're yeah, still yeah, getting yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not the end of the world. The world, yes. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have been able to watch it on that Wednesday because I'm like, going so tired after work. I'm like, I probably would have watched it on Friday anyway. So I was like, okay. Yeah. That's, and maybe, and maybe that's the thought is, oh, well, well, I don't know. Because I, I keep going back to, they're going to put the rest of them on Wednesdays anyway so 
I kind of wish they would have kept it on Friday because that means the next, the next, the third episode would have been on my birthday. Except today's only, but. <laughs> oh, well. Yes, oh, well. So there it is. Well. This is because totally can't make the live between Wednesday and Fridays with the shows. Maybe. I don't know. Anyhoozles. So uh, change, change your calendar ever so slightly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's really it for the news. Although we do have some housekeeping. Mm-hmm. So we are in a new month. Yes. So for the book club update, there was a tie. So coin flip. The tie was between the Ruby's Curse, the Alex Kingston written book about River Song and a couple and her an adventure, and the Big Finish audio, the One Doctor. The One Doctor won the coin toss for this month. So next month for May will be the Ruby's Curse. So you have plenty of time to track down both. There you go. Oh. <clears throat> I remember I've listened to the One Doctor. I remember enjoying it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a good one. So you're in for a treat either way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then I I asked if I could promote this again, and the ladies were kind enough to say yes. So mm-hmm. I um, if you've seen on our Facebook page and Instagram and and our Twitter account, um, so last Tuesday um, my cousin. Reese Johnson. He was uh, he was trying to break up a fight between a couple of his employees at his business, and the fight turned violent, and he was sadly he was killed in the in the altercation. Um, it's I mean it's kind of, it's a blow it's a blow to our family for sure, and we're all kind of we're, we're we're okay we're dealing with it as best we can, um, but he does uh, his wife and their six kids now half their kids are you know in college but it's still it's like you know funeral and everything else that, that goes with it mm-hmm. and just you know having that support um so we so my brother and his wife they have a, a business that, that specializes in like hunting and, and outdoorsy uh type activities so they organized a raffle and a venmo account so the raffle they've gotten some donations from some businesses that they have contacts with and like i said it's outdoors hunting that kind of thing so i don't know how big of a cross-section there's going to be with our with our listeners here but you can if you if you would like to i'm not you know saying oh go do this but if you have the means and you would like to there is a donation to help out the family um you know it's just it's just a venmo account uh, it's at Reese, uh, Reese Johnson Memorial. Um, the link is on our Facebook page, on the post, and all the other places it's been posted. Mm-hmm. Um, just anywhere, you know, anything you can donate or share. Um, but yeah, there's and and all of the money, every penny is going to his wife Leanna and their kids. Um, and she, you know, she has direct access to to the to the account, and so she she can get what she needs, and so. Um, and I was told to pass along, you know, they're, they're grateful for, for everyone's thoughts and prayers, condolences, anything you donate is definitely appreciated. And 
we are, we're just, we're just getting through it. Um, I'm more, I, I've had some good conversations with, with my dad. He was really close to his, to his nephew. Um, my dad's family is such that my dad is like, he was the, he was a surprise kid later in life after my grandparents <laughs> thought they were done having kids. So he is so much younger than, uh, than his siblings. Consequently, he is like, he and Reese are like, he's 10 years older than Reese. So it's like, he, they had a really good uh, relationship, you know, when, when Reese was, was a little kid and it continued into adulthood. So it's, so it's, it's a bit of a blow, but you know, we, we have our, our faith is really getting us through it. And just our family and sticking together so but again we appreciate anything that comes that that comes this way and again thank you for for all the support and whatever you can do and if you have any questions let me know I'll try to answer them as best I can I'm not involved too much in the raffle itself that's my my brother is is sort of heading that up because he's like I said he's got all the business contacts and things for that so but Mm. yeah I just told him yeah I'll share it and I'll share it with as many people as I can. So thank you again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can be found on our Facebook page and yes. Twitter and Instagram information, all that. So yes. Easiest way to read it is on well, Facebook. That's because that's where I posted it initially. And I didn't yeah. think of Instagram and all that till Rachel later said, I posted it to Instagram. I'm like, oh, duh. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah but thank you Rachel for doing that I mm. but like I mean it's it's been kind of a crazy week um oh just, yeah just yeah. processing everything yeah. and that this has happened and you know everybody deals with it in their own way and so you know we have family we're we're all trying to kind of come to grips with what's happened and yeah and support and each other and support the same each time other and, and, yeah and you know fa- family history kind of gets brought up in in some of these things and i mean i i'm not going into any details obviously yeah. <laughs> but that's my anybody business. who's been through any sort of family mm-hmm. you know yeah situation can probably commiserate yeah, yeah. i mean mm-hmm. it was just, it was just hard because there was like it was there was a police investigation and there were people like sharing they you know find the guy and all these things and i'm just like you know what is like what's going on with 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 you know the kids like one of his mm-hmm. sons was with him but he got away he's mm-hmm. fine physically i i have no idea what's going on emotionally or anything but i really hope mm-hmm. that he's okay and yeah yeah but like i said prayers condolences anything everything is appreciated mm-hmm. and thank you to those who have donated from mm-hmm. from from all of us for sure yeah well let's move on to feedback so we've got uh two pieces of feedback actually mm-hmm. Woohoo! Uh, one from shalane of course um she says uh i hope you girls don't mind i went back to listen to the episode from last year about the oscars that's fine you can always go back and listen to any of our old episodes yes perfectly fine you or anybody else that wants to um uh, she was uh listening about the the animated winner and why they do the animated categories because uh they do uh 
they had to create the there's they had always to, been they had to create a feature length animated category so we talked about this when we talked about beauty and the beast when beauty and the beast got nominated for best picture people were like oh my goodness we didn't realize that this could be a thing that a cartoon right. could potentially cartoon. beat out real Hollywood. I'm doing bigger cartoons getting getting the award. Oh, yeah, my pearls. Let's Heaven forbid. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's always been an animated short category since the very beginning of the Academy Awards. But yeah, once Beauty and the Beast got nominated for Best Picture, they're like, oh well, we can't have this. So they there's suddenly a Best Animated Feature Length category. And that's where cartoons go 99.99% of the time, although Toy Story 3 did get nominated for Best Picture as well. So, <laughs> so every now and then a cartoon will sneak in there. But... Well, I mean, they have they have the international, um, you know, Best International Film, but, you know, Parasite. Yes, are, are yeah. So, and there. sometimes yeah. you can get, yeah, sometimes you can get um anim- uh, an animated movie outside of that category too sometimes it'll be an animated documentary or an animated foreign film in this case um i can't think of the name of the movie flea. Car. uh oh. no flea from this oh. year was nominated oh, for both yeah. documentary and and um animated oh, uh, right because right. it was both um so so yeah, there's a little crossover there. Um, and then, yeah, talk, of course, um, uh, not <laughs> the song we don't talk about, but definitely yeah. sing about, did not get nominated mm-hmm. for Best Original Song, but there was a song from Encanto nominated. And mm-hmm. usually in the Best Original Songs, a good chunk of the time, there is at least one song from an animated film. Not always. Mm-hmm. Um and you know she talks about how the disney renaissance you know disney not just the disney renaissance but disney has been nominated for best original song quite a number of times including when you wish upon a star beauty and the beast the whole new world actually three songs from the lion king but we'll talk about that in a little bit actually mm-hmm. uh <laughs> one of them won but there were three yes, songs from did. the lion king nominated that year <laughs> so i'm mm-hmm. i'm surprised they didn't split the vote <laughs> yeah really yeah uh, three-way tie yeah well it was it was three against you know two others so you know <laughs> <laughs> majority i guess odds were um, in the favor <laughs> yes yep uh she says her favorite part of this year's oscars was we don't talk about bruno uh kind of cool that they performed it at the oscars even though it wasn't nominated it's like yes just because they wanted something fun and colorful and cheery and that's exactly what it is and then it guarantees it got stuck in everybody's head whether they wanted it or not yeah um, and she said and then she says i have seen a little bit of the little shop of horrors movie oh my goodness and she's listened and she's listened to the soundtrack and she says she was going to go see it at the local theater but it was sold out uh she says but don't worry i will watch it (laughs) well i have it on dvd so if you want to borrow it yeah i know where i know i know where you live yeah (laughs) of course you do (laughs) i would hope so (laughs) in this case it, it may it may be a bit of a drive, but I can get there. Yeah. 
keep keep the uh keep the uh the musical education going there shalane yes um and then we got a comment from dj nick hi nick super fun episode great job i do consider myself open-minded and not normal as i am an alien my parents have promised me they will eventually take me back to the crash site where my spaceship landed (laughs) (laughs) they have have your pod in their garage under the tractor yeah it's just just like superman yeah that big glowing light Stay away from any weird, weird green rocks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so no, no surprise. Sonia, his girlfriend, calls me Spaceman, and that's actually part of his username on on Skype. Uh, Great, yep. so that said, I had zero references when I went to watch Home Team, as I know nothing about American football and only follow football, being Italian, and ice hockey sports wise. That said, I enjoyed my watch aside from the super long where I was actually having dinner and had to look away. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that said, I love you gals. <laughs> well, if if you're ever if you're ever in the mood for the particulars of of American football and I actually have been slowly kind of getting into hockey mostly because I've been told hockey hockey fans aren't as snooty as Amer- as soccer fans here in the states because holy crap and we have a major league mm-hmm. soccer team and I would say you are, guys have a soccer team we do and those yeah. fans are insufferable I'm sorry we too have just, a soccer team but they're not major league they're minor league so yeah well I was like, and I've was, never been was, to a game. There was talk. Well, I mean, the stadium is like down the road from where I live. Yeah. There, there, at one point, there was talk of moving them to St. Louis. I'm like, yes, please go. You wouldn't even have to change the the, the initials. Um, but then they like <laughs> they won the championship, and I was so salty because the Jazz have never won a championship, even though they came so close. But you interlopers, come in. You come into my house. <laughs> And you win it, you uh, yeah. I I'm still salty about that, but I'm sports I'm, ball, Billy. Yes, yes. I I am. Oh, uh, I mean, as as disgusted as I am with with a lot of pro leagues these days, just some of the the shenanigans that go on behind the scenes with ownership and and the administration mm-hmm. what and what not, have yeah. you, which I'm not going to get into. I do I do enjoy the competition. I do enjoy watching players at the top of their game just doing their thing and so it's 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 a thing it, it and so anyway yeah but hockey they seem to have their they seem to have their crap together a little bit better and we do have a minor league team in in that's because they let all the aggression out on the ice yes it's like here exactly. yeah, they don't have they don't have enough to like go you know get in trouble you know in their personal life or whatever so it's it's intriguing i don't know what's going on other than they put the little the little round chunk of rubber into the into the net <laughs> And the goalie, but like I mean, that's know, all that really—that's all you really need to know. Yeah, that's yeah. True. If, yeah. if the true, little like, rubber like, thing goes in the net, you get a point. You get, you get points. Yep. But like tie, like ties are kind of over my head. Like, why would you want to tie? And then like the positions, I don't like in basketball and yeah. football. I know what the positions do, and I know what you know basically what what's going on. But positions in hockey, I'm like, okay, are you guys drawing up plays, or is it just a free free for all? It's still fun to watch, but it's just like mm-hmm. what do you do? at least yeah. I knew what icing was because we used to tape 
when I was younger for the public access, we'd tape the high school hockey games. So I would be in charge of running one of the camcorders. And this was before they had the color viewfinders. This was black and white. Oh and heaven forbid if the view if heaven forbid if the viewfinder had a little black speck. It's just like Oh no. Great. Which one's the puck? Oh my god. <laughs> I did good. I did good. I did good. Well that's good. <laughs> yeah. So there were some good hockey games for mm-hmm. high school that I remember. You have think about getting into hockey. Like it's pretty um we have a couple of teams near me and I've been like oh, constantly hearing on the radio like, ooh, this is tonight. I'm like, oh, right. And I've been I watch a few, but I'm I'm like crazy, like, I have no idea what's going on. Just the book flying around and getting into the net and occasional fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the fighting thing, that's my question, Nick, is like I, I know fighting is part of it, but it's almost like it's encouraged. Like in other in other sports, the players if they get into fights, like everyone gets in trouble. But if hockey players, they get in the penalty box and that's it. Like there's no fines, there's no like like it's like fights, wrestling. Well, yeah, except but, in this case, the fights are real. But but in <laughs> wrestling, like the fight is the point. In hockey, like the fight just kind of seems like a sideshow, and it happens all the time. But it's just as like part of the game. Like mm-hmm. I, that that's one thing I'm just I'm trying to understand. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of like auto racing. You watch it for the wrecks. Mm-hmm. Hockey, you oh, watch okay. for the fights. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If it's <laughs> you just want to watch things go off the rails every now and then. Okay. Yeah. And they and they just mm-hmm. let it happen. It, it's just kind yeah. of an okay thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, I can, I can, I will, th- I will accept that answer. I just wanted to know. Yep. <laughs> I, Here I, in I America, we are simple folk. <laughs> yes. Like in racing, just, you just go up and give them a little gentle tire rub nudge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they get up into the wall. Mm-hmm. And take out half of the half of the crew running. Half behind of the them. field. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I saw cars. I know how this I know how this goes. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And I know which racetrack's the worst one. If you want to watch big wrecks, make sure you watch the Daytona 500. No, or any yeah. race at Talladega, actually. Either that one of those yep. tracks works. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was a race fan there for a while. <laughs> Go listen to our yep. cars episode. Uh yep. stick away <laughs> from the Sonoma races. Those are Snooze City. <laughs> Yeah, I used to be a NASCAR fan. Yeah. Don't follow too much anymore, but yeah, <laughs> memories. I'd, I'd catch one or two, like when my aunt, because my aunt loves it. But I, yeah, that that that's another one. I'm like, oh, I mean, I'll look at the standings and all that, and be and like mm-hmm. see who won. But with the, watching the actual races, unless someone crashes, I'm just kind of like, eh, okay, this is a yeah. thing. They like, go around my- and around. It, it's one of those it's kind of like baseball it would probably be more exciting if you're actually in it and not a spectator yeah yeah i remember when i was a kid my my dad was a huge nascar fan and i like i'll go out and like read a book while he's watching it and i'll look up when i feel like a crash. like this is so wrong but so like what's my <laughs> attention 
Yeah, well, it's like when you're driving and you know you see the sirens and mm-hmm. you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this is horrible. Like you know, something bad has happened, but you gotta you gotta look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and That's everyone slows down. Mm-hmm. Like who took who out and why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's human nature. We're just we're just mm-hmm. kind of wired for that. Yep. Aren't we fun, us Americans? Don't you love us, Nick? Yes, you do. Uh, you adore us. You yes. adore us, my friend. Well, he did. He did finish his message saying, "Love you, gals." So, Aww. yeah. <laughs> Nick, you're good people. Yes, you are. Yes. yes. We'll show you a good time whenever you get to this this side of the ocean. Oh. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of people from that his side of the ocean uh <laughs> there's a segue there i'll find one you're yep. good at it too i yes. I, I am i try uh <laughs> so we are going to take this week to give homage to the man Somebody the legend had a birthday last week <laughs> who just celebrated the big seven five Ooh. holy cow currently he looks good for his age trying say, to finish his retirement tour yep <laughs> after being delayed a couple of years oh my uh-huh. goodness yeah who actually was just in town under construction friday yeah he was he and was just he here was in, so and he uh, was in milwaukee saturday yeah <laughs> and of course i didn't know about it and i had to work and i was i'm sure if I even tried to get nosley tickets it would have been out in my price range yeah well oh, I, I, I'm I'm sure. you probably would have got, got gotten to get i can't speak you would have been able to get in as long as the tickets were legit unlike this show right here, which the the gal who does our taxes actually was went to the show uh here oh wow uh, so she was ta- she was talking about that uh we talked about that for uh, a few minutes when we went and finished up our taxes today yay um but uh from the time that the goodbye goodbye yellow book road tour was scheduled for the I don't even know what the name of our basketball facility is even called now because it's gone through so many names to me. It's all, it's still Conseco. Um, uh, just, call, just call it what you know. Yeah. Or banker's life. It was Conseco when I worked for, you know, when I interned with the Pacers for a semester and then I went to banker's life and now it's, I don't know what it's called now. Anyways, oh, the, I, it's the I, basketball stadium yeah. here in Indianapolis. I, I anyway. call ours the Delta center, even though it's been changed a million times and I don't care. So yeah. Screw yeah. you. So I still refer to the um, Pfizer center as the Bradley center. Cause that's what it was when I went to see concerts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, from anyway. the time that the the, the 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 tour was scheduled, and then of course we had uh, you know a worldwide pandemic and everything shut down, and then they rescheduled it mm-hmm. for last year, thinking, oh yeah, stuff's going to be reopened again, and then stuff didn't happen, and then st- you know we had new surges and new variants, so then stuff got canceled again. So this you, show, you know it was on its third yep. date by this point by the time april 1st rolled around no fooling um yeah <laughs> however our basketball stadium remodeled during the pandemic 
Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Those seats that were a part of the floor plan when the tickets were originally sold no we're longer no existed. There. Oh, no. Oh, crap. So wait, wait, wait. They remodeled Ouchie. and they have fewer seats? I, I don't know How if it's so much that the, the number of seats changed. It's just the orientation of the seats changed significantly enough that some people's tickets essentially seats were, were double booked oh. Ooh. So there were some people that showed up with a perfectly valid ticket and could not get in because uh-huh. technic- either their seat was double booked and the other people had already gotten in or their seat no longer existed in some cases Ouch. oh my gosh Ooh. yeah <laughs> No bueno. So, you would so, have hoped yeah, that so, they'd have thought of that, but at no. least you yeah. would have gotten to go and see him, Holly. Unlike some people yeah. here who thought they were going to have a great Friday night going to see Elton John for the very last time, and no whammies, or in so this they case, just got, double they whammy. Just, they just got turned away. Just they just nope. got turned away, and they're offering refunds. So, oh, <laughs> oh that I would, I would at least let them stand in the, at least to be able to hear out in the concession area. My goodness, at least get yeah, right. I'm sure the or, fire marshal you know, would have frowned upon that. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. You know, you you just change the song they from Saturday nights. I'll write to fight until Friday. Yeah, really. <laughs> You'd have thought that they that they would have thought about that. Like, oh, wait a minute, we need to redo some of these people's tickets, but I guess not. But, right. Geez, well, they they horrible. they tried, but it just the one to one. It just didn't work. So, and they couldn't have opened up one of the, you know, the nice seating areas you know oh, it was i mean it was week. it was book solid oh, i mean the oh, show man. was sold out so yeah Gosh, i mean this is elton john oh. this is the farewell tour uh, yeah, true. yeah yeah I, I mean no kidding but still there wasn't well, a spare I... vip room somewhere <laughs> yeah like can i sit on the piano uh, <laughs> right, yes <laughs> Holy cow, that is awful. I feel bad for people. Yeah. Right? Can we double as security? Yeah, really. <laughs> Are his kids here? No. Can I have their seats? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is his husband here? No. Can I have his seat? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I just, I, I saw that after the fact. It was, you know, local oh, news. Uh, and oh. I was like, oh, that's so but yeah, i already I saw sh- him 20 years ago almost 20 years ago <laughs> oh, it'll be cool. 20 years ago next year so which album was he touring with uh actually it was the face of one of the face-to-face tours with billy joel oh nice nice which they've done that Both piano toured lots of times so there's been several mm-hmm. iterations this was the 2002 2003 iteration and cool. they saw them and they came through in 2003 so sweet that yeah, was so... the songs from the west coast album was out if yeah. memory serves so sir elton hercules john mm-hmm. born reginald kenneth dwight dwight yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say like they, his parents really give him the middle name hercules oh okay no nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> elton picked no. that one <laughs> No, he purposely chose 
that name uh, uh-huh. and you can actually and it'll be there's gonna be like quite a bit in the show notes but i found somebody in their brilliance because they realized the power of the internet scanned i'm presuming a a, a copy from probably a book because this does not look like it came out of a newspaper it looks like it's from a book and so maybe it's some sort of like book record yeah so because you know newspaper can deteriorate a lot faster mm-hmm. <laughs> newspaper paper mm-hmm. so but anyway somebody in their right mind bothered to scan the copy of the page of the london gazette from the 11th of january 1972 that includes things like you know engagements and weddings and births and deaths Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing and there is a section and even businesses uh there is a section for change of name (laughs) and there there are several there were four people that had their names changed that that were put on in record that day but the first one listed it you know this is 1972 so yes is in england so yeah figure the uh, the language but notice is hereby given that a deed poll dated 8th of december 1971 and enrolled in the supreme court of judiciary judicia judicia Couture, I don't know, on the 6th of January, 1972, Elton Hercules John of 14 Abbots Drive, Wentworth, Surrey, a British subject, abandoned the surname of Dwight and the Christian names of Reginald Kenneth, dated the 7th of January, 1972. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> that's that's how it works. That's, that's how it, uh, it is yeah. Sure, sure. So, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, born in uh, Pinier in the Greater London area. So, um, if you have seen the movie Rocket Man, um, as with most bio movies, um, it is fairly historically accurate i mean as far as people and certain events obviously unlike something like bohemian rhapsody where all of the music performances are realistic and actually in Mm -hmm. chronological order um as far as like the songs being written and released and that sort of thing um this takes a very fantastical Mm -hmm. way more you know otherworldly musical way of mixing in some very popular elton john songs um but the general gist is correct as far as history is concerned um so yeah his his mother and father did not get along um his father was not home very much that's because he was in the ref uh so that required uh a lot of travel um so um he was at least as far as his mother was concerned you know the the marriage between his mother and father he was an only child obviously his father went on to get remarried and have more kids um and he 
was he lived with his mother mostly and his grandmother and his grandmother was the one that really encouraged him to to play the piano learn to play the piano and he did start out very young playing very complicated classical pieces by ear so he was born very naturally gifted when it came to music um and he did go to um you know uh the royal academy of music um on a scholarship and uh he did okay uh <laughs> something i think we we this um uh, something we've seen with some other artists that we've talked about <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not yep. the most studious um according to uh elton uh he he said uh quote i kind of resented going to the academy i was one of those children who could just just about get away without practicing and still pass scrape through the grades uh, but he had more fun skipping classes and going and write writing the the london underground <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you know i've just you kind of notice these you know musical geniuses for lack of a better term like you know they they just they don't do school like school mm-hmm. is just not their thing and you know being told how to do something they just they they balk at it but you know let them get on their own and and like you like don't tell them you know you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way and just let them do what they do and you know you get some amazing stuff it's when they're told no you must do it this way that's when they're like no i you know it's that whole kind of mm-hmm. sort of rebellious nature of it which is you know you kind of you kind of think about you know when you go to school and the things that, that you're going to school to study and maybe like you pick your hobby like oh i want to learn more about this but then you start to hate it because you've, you're being forced mm-hmm. to do it or you don't like the way it's being taught and and that kind of thing so mm-hmm. it's just it's just fascinates me to you know hear about all this like yeah you know a certain certain song title from yellow goodbye yellow brick road comes to mind yes (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) little little bar of that song yeah 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 So, so it's just like look just you know sometimes and i say this as someone who's got a master's degree and did a ton of schooling sometimes school is overrated uh-huh. sometimes if you ju- you can just go and learn the stuff on your own mm-hmm. and then you become a genius and you're very successful mm-hmm. at it and people are looking at you like "Ooh, i want to be that person and you're like yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly so, go do it kid yeah oh uh so his his of the of the two between his mother and father his father was definitely way more strict um you know he wanted his son to go into a career like being an accountant or <laughs> banking or something <laughs> boring like that mm. um yeah <laughs> uh his mother while she's still strict not quite as strict and um she was the one that helped expose him to what was at the time the the hot rock and roll you know elvis buddy holly um you know in rocket man they show really young 
Reggie, um, you know, as a as a little little kid, um, and then when you see kind of uh, you know at the at the Royal Academy Music, Reggie, by then he's wearing the Buddy Holly type glasses. Elton John has never needed to wear glasses. He's always worn them as a fashion statement. Huh. <laughs> even uh, even I, as I, a kid. Interesting. He started out with huh. the Buddy Holly type frames because that's what was in style at the time. You, you, so. you mean you mean the bedazzled with the you know the, the jewel the jewel frames? Those were those were just a fashion statement. I'm yes. shocked. <laughs> those are not prescription <laughs> at all. But and the thing is, he didn't know that those types of thing existed until he got to Hollywood. So and he, <laughs> he, did, he got to Hollywood and discovered a, a specialty glasses shop that started, you know, sold more extreme stuff like that. And like, and it's been a mad obsession ever since. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then his his parents did get divorced. Um, then his mother did remarry a guy named Fred, um, although he called him Durf, which is Fred backwards. <laughs> but I don't. I, I, I in Rocketman he always calls him Dad, and I think that's probably just because if he's called him Durf, people would probably be like, "Oh, is he making fun of him?" Uh, instead of it being like an affectionate nickname, mm-hmm. so. Um, and yes, he did live with his mom well into his career. He did not move out until he had four albums simultaneously in the American Top 40. So kids, don't feel bad if you're still living with your parents. Even oh, if yeah. you do have even even if you do have a, a, a lucrative career. <laughs> and was was Bernie bunking with Elton at that time? Or no? I no. can't remember no okay uh uh, uh, they took some artistic license with some of the stuff with bernie uh and also left out some things uh but before bernie was him playing at a local pub um at the age of 15 (laughs) uh young reg dwight uh was playing his first gigs on the weekends um and uh, you can go visit that uh the northwood hills pub if you want the piano there is not the one that a future elton john played but it is a location and right across the street actually is a, a train stop where uh reg would uh, catch a train to go t- into london to attend the royal academy music and then when he and Bernie got became friends, that's where they would catch the train. <laughs> so you could go stand at the same train station stop as Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, yeah. And then he ended up dropping out of the academy before taking the final exams. <laughs> so uh yeah so yeah by then he's in his late teens early 20s um had a um a his own group called bluesology 
Mm -hmm. um, that yeah, they did do some backing for some American soul and R and B musicians, um, like the Isley Brothers and Patti LaBelle and the Bluebells. <laughs> I've heard of some wow. of those. Yes. Because yep. one of the bluesology songs that I fell in love with off the To Be Continued box set was Come Back Baby. <laughs> mm. um, and then in 1967, uh, Elton, who, he, again, he's not, not legally changed his name yet because that's not until 72, but still, um, he answered that uh, an advertisement in a British magazine for uh, Liberty Records. And um, pretty much what happened happened is the uh, Ray Williams gave him an unopened envelope full of lyrics written by this guy named Bernie Toppin. And uh, Elton wrote the music sent it to bernie and bada bing bada boom here we are <laughs> history yeah <laughs> now little interesting fact lady samantha and your song were actually covered by three dog night mm -hmm. and different takes but kind of interesting it's like nice <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. you hear Elton's and then Three Dogs Night, where it's like, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, yeah, so that was 67. And about six months after he and Bernie met is when he started going by the stage name Elton John. And then, like I said, he legally would change it five years-ish later. Um, what they, now they show them you know working as staff songwriters and you know that's what they did and they were um uh you know li living <laughs> living trying to live together and make ends meet um one of the things that they left out um because they show eldon kind of in a relationship with their landlady um which was true and they left it out of the theatrical cut but if you look at the watch the deleted scenes they did film it it just got cut from the movie but there is a scene um i believe takes place in between um elton and bernie getting back to the house being drunk and elton realizing you know i've got to tell her that i'm gay you know and we got to break up and the essentially flash forwarding to the after and her throwing you know stuff off the balcony um is the bit in between where he's struggling to come up with the words to tell her and at one point he he it becomes so overwhelming that he obviously unsuccessfully tries to commit suicide by sticking his head in the oven and that's where the song someone saved my life tonight kind of comes from if memory yes. serves yes well that's an that's an ode to linda 
Okay. Who I think maybe the landlady was maybe sort of based on to leave Linda, the actual Linda out of it. Um, because Elton was actually engaged to a woman mm. named mm-hmm. Linda Woodrow at this same time after he and Bernie had met. Linda was a secretary. Um, and while he and Bernie were actually trying to make ends meet, she was making enough to help keep a roof over their heads and, you know, help the ends meet better. Um, so she helped them keep afloat. And then Eldon actually dumped her two weeks before their wedding. Oof. So, um, because essentially bernie was like dude you're gay why are you marrying a woman (laughs) and and he's like oh yeah i can see how that could be a problem uh so he dumped her essentially two weeks before they're supposed to get married lost touch with her for 50 years until 2020 where she reached out to him to elton john for help with assistance with some medical bills mm-hmm. and he totally was like absolutely he's like absolutely positive it's like you helped me when i had nothing and it's like just because we haven't talked in 50 years does not mean you know that i can't you know i'm not gonna help someone who showed me support when i had you know i didn't have two pence to rub mm-hmm. together uh right exactly yeah uh so that was that's nice of him mm-hmm. but yeah linda the the this she is the kind of the impetus for someone saved my life tonight so but yeah the he was if i remember correctly like he stuck his head in the oven but like forgot to turn the gas on i think so if from what i can remember reading and which him you saying, know, i think that was the case yeah you know or he like, didn't have the guts to do it he was just like okay yeah <laughs> right. probably for the best yes yes yeah so um so uh and then the 70s uh is where it came to the u.s to start doing those you know shows um and that's where he met John Reed. Kids, with a few exceptions off mm-hmm. the top of my head, like Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. If you're a musician, don't sleep with your manager. Yeah. Oh, dear. Not going to end well. Business and pleasure don't tend to mix well. (laughs) It's only going to end in tears and lawsuits. Yes. Yeah. Case in point, Elton John and John Reed. Other case in point, Freddie Mercury and he who shall not be named. Mr. Death on Two Legs. (laughs) Yes. Again, he who shall not be named. Be named. Those are two big examples. Funnily there, enough, there funnily enough, others. for a short time, 
John Reed managed Queen. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh God! That's why the name sounded familiar. Yes. I was like, I know I've he, heard that name. He before appears a as a character in Bohemian Rhapsody, played by a completely different actor. But yeah, as a character, he appears in both movies. So, oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, John Reed is a whole just now was Reed working with Queen before Elton or did Reed work with Queen after Elton? I think <laughs> it was after Jeez. And Freddie and Elton didn't talk. <laughs> Freddie could have warned him. Stay away from the game at the same time. <laughs> hold on. Uh, hold on. Let me get my timeline right. Um, let's see. Uh, 1970, he and he met Elton. They moved in together, began a romantic relationship as well as a business one. Uh, um, their personal relationship ended after five years, but he remained Elton's manager until 1998. Something oh, Rocket Man left out. Um, <laughs> Um, and uh, when did he when did he manage Queen it doesn't say oh between 75 and 78 so it was after he and Elton's romantic relationship had broken up but he was still elton's manager so uh, yeah that's awkward yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah but reed does not have the best track record track record Oof. yeah because mm-hmm. actually they're per- he and john's professional relationship broke up in 98 after a letter leaked supposedly written by Reed detailing Elton's extravagant spending, which he's oh never like he's never been shy about the fact that he loves to shop. Uh, right. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, there was legal action there. Reed settled out of court by paying Elton three point four million pounds. Uh, but considering Reed had earned more than seventy-three million pounds while representing Elton, that was a drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, in seventy-four in New Zealand, he was um, he threw champagne in the face of a party host and is alleged to have punched um, a, a model who came to the party host defense sending her sprawling to the floor and then later that same night he was involved in another altercation with a journalist at a nightclub he was convicted and sentenced to a month of prison for assault um yeah <laughs> sounds like a winner to me yeah he's uh Elton, yeah, he's, if, he, your pup, he's if your manager a, gets thrown in after yeah. this altercation i'd be changing that's, members of management that's real being quick by by uh aiden gillen in bohemian rhapsody which okay. when you think about it is rather funny that 
he was played he's played by two different people in two different movies but both of those people are from game of thrones because well, aiden gillen played Littlefinger, and then richard madden was rob stark <laughs> so <laughs> oh my <laughs> Anyway. Well, I mean, no, no, I mean, you're not really supposed to cheer for anybody in Game of Thrones, are you? Like, they're all, they all kind of suck, don't they? Yeah, a little bit. So, yeah. It, yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, just the, just the fact, because, like, again, those the creative liberties that they take with these bio movies, because they mm-hmm. show Elton, you know, breaking free from rehab, but Reed is still there, like, taunting him psychologically but according to elton they had rather a amicable working relationship once they were no longer together so again you know but that doesn't tell nearly as a compelling story uh, no you gotta you got make it exciting for the movie yeah mm-hmm. oh but you know the 70s the early 70s were a good time for elton john uh mm-hmm. who you know starts his own artistic career not just writing music for other people and uh border song was their his first mm-hmm. single um and then your song uh, was the yep. second single and reached number seven in the uk singles chart number eight in the u.s becoming his first it's single as an artist and took off from there he did do those shows at the troubadour which was rather successful um so um and uh you know it's just it, this yeah, you know, he was just cranking it out, really. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, look at in the early seventies, like had Levon and Tiny Dancer, mm-hmm. and then Honky yep. Chateau. Yep. Uh, Don't shoot me. I'm just a piano player. Yeah. Yeah. Which had yeah, Rocket Man and, Hon- and Honky Cat. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah don't shoot me i'm only the piano player which is one of my favorite album titles of anyone ever which of course produced crocodile rock and daniel yep. um mm-hmm. and then goodbye yellow brick road which was released oh. in october of 73 which had benny and the jets goodbye yellow brick jets. road candle the wind saturday night's all right for fighting funeral for a friend a friend yep yep that was a that uh, love life leading that was an interesting one because i can remember sitting in my old junior high school it was a keyboarding class and we had our classic rock station on and the djs was like we're playing an elton john song and this was when the to be continued box that had gone out so i was in an elton deep dive mm. and the key that long keyboard intro for funeral for a friend starts playing our teachers like i don't know this one i'm just like it's funeral for a friend love lies bleeding and <laughs> you know and then the lyrics finally kicked in he's just like okay we'll see and once it was done the dj and i was like man you're good i'm like <laughs> i listen 
I look at liner notes. What can I tell you? <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a lesser known song, but I mean, it's a good yeah. one. I mean, yeah. Like, hey, this was in the years before social media and smartphones and stuff. We had to read things like liner notes and shampoo bottles when sitting on the toilet. So, it, it, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, some some oh. things you just get into and deep yep. dive yep. and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so part of this I knew, part of this I did not. 1974, Elton John collaborates with John Lennon. <laughs> For his cover of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Yes. I Fairly love iconic, that especially if you've seen yes. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Band, the movie with the Bee Gees and Peter Frampton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terrible movie, great soundtrack. Uh, yes. <laughs> they were like, we're just going to take all these songs, all these Beatles songs covered by various artists and loosely weave together a plot kind of like tommy uh <laughs> yes although very tommy much so, has yes. even more of a plot in fact tommy will be yes. mentioned here shortly uh yes. <laughs> him and those tall boots yeah yeah so elton's version of lucy and lucy gets played on the radio like all the time you hardly ever hear the beatles version mm-hmm. um but that was a b-side to lennon's one day at a time Mm-hmm. went number one for two weeks in the u.s and then elton john worked with john lennon on whatever gets you through, gets you through, through the, the night night and that's where we get that bet if i remember correctly which i did not know about i knew the song because mm-hmm. chauncey's been getting into you know learning more about the beatles and i was like yeah and you know after the Beatles broke up, they didn't really talk to each other. Occasionally, one would work with one of the others, you know, like Ringo would appear on, you know, one of John's albums and then one of Paul's album and George and stuff. One of George's, yep. But then, like, John, famously, John and Paul did not talk to each other. And then poor George and Ringo were like the two kids stuck between divorced parents. However, mom and dad are at it again. Yes. However, <laughs> mom and dad would take swipes at each other musically. Oh yes. boy. How can you sleep? <laughs> How can you sleep? Whatever gets through you through the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All you need to do is read the lyrics and you can figure yep. out exactly what the motivation is there. You can yep. read between those lines real good. And, so. and and all of the music listening public is like huh okay here's here's the latest in their uh yeah because like if you don't pay attention fight. to the lyrics like the song is really catchy it's just real high tempo yes. and you know mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like you know piano yeah. of course elton john playing in the background with the saxophone yep. and it's very like very mm-hmm. cool hip you know this like mid-70s just you know kind of jazzy type song but then when you listen you pay attention to the lyrics you're like oh somebody's pissed at someone (laughs) yes who who peed in your cheerios Uh (laughs) and we're trying to put a positive spin on it and not be ominous and Uh (laughs) have fun dancing around giving you the middle finger Uh because this was only a couple years after the the beatles officially legally had dissolved so they, like mm-hmm. they'd already been broken apart and paul was releasing solo works and stuff but 
no, but this was towards the end of the Beatles actually legally existing as an entity. Um, but what I did not know is that John Lennon and Elton John had made a bet that mm-hmm. if this, if whatever gets you through the night was a hit, that mm-hmm. John Lennon would make an appearance at one of Elton's shows. So yeah, he Madison did Square Garden. Mm-hmm. at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. where they performed those two songs Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds whatever gets you through the night and then a performance of I saw her standing there that yes. was John Lennon's last live mm-hmm. performance performance yep I did not know that mm-hmm. so and again really weird things that I found going through the you know <laughs> doing the internet deep dive I found a catalog a a pdf version of a auction catalog from Uh i don't know what year this is from but it's got a whole it's a whole it's 605 icons of 20th century music auction catalog this is has to be from a while ago there's a whole bunch of elton john Mm -hmm. stuff in here among other things including Elton's jumpsuit that he wore the night John Lennon made that appearance. Wow. Oh wow. Oh neat. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder how much it went for. I don't know. The estimate in the catalog was twenty-five thousand dollars and up. <clears throat> so but if anybody has any idea how much that actually went for, <laughs> please. let us know so either way i would have never been able to afford it even if i was around yeah it's just it's a good trivia thing yeah yeah Yeah. no but i'm not i'm not entirely sure what year this auction was (laughs) because there's dates but there's no year that's weird well, was I guess the, co- the copyright on the, the copyright on the book is 2004. So oh, okay, so yeah. early 2000s, maybe. But I, yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know if that's when it actually happened. Oh, I guess so. April 17th, 2004, in Dallas, Texas. So there ah, you go. Well, there you go. There we go. So, yeah, but there's all sorts of fascinating things in here, like you know like musical instruments obviously signed mm-hmm. you know a drum head signed by Ringo you know uh, a piece of paper signed by Andy Gibb from the BGs <laughs> so, all sorts of wild stuff but I just think that was really cool and there's a picture of Elton John wearing the jumpsuit sitting presumably backstage next to John Lennon Neat. so cool that was really cool. There's all sorts of Elton John stuff in there that's just wild. Uh, <laughs> Clothing-wise, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, I had no idea that that was, like, John's, la- John Lennon's, like, last major live performance was that. So, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um so uh 1975 he gets his star on the hollywood walk of fame um and to celebrate five years since he had first appeared there 
Uh, Elton played a two-night four-show stand at the Troubadour. Um, uh, they kept the uh, shows limited to 500 people per show, um, which you had to enter a postcard lottery <laughs> to even try to get tickets. But everyone who attended received a hardbound yearbook of the band's history. So that was kind of cool. I'm Ooh, sure nice. people out there, hopefully some people out there are still holding on to Still theirs. have it. Yeah. Oh, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, and then also in uh, 1975 is when he appeared as the local lad in the film adaptation of Tommy. and perform the song pinball wizard which I did not see the movie Tommy till quite a lot you know several years ago it's but I had interesting but it's mm, wild (laughs) yeah 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 but i i went to like a local i don't know if it was like a local like arcade or something someplace that Mm -hmm. we would go occasionally and they had a tommy themed pinball nice machine and the art you know on the Mm -hmm. the stand-uppy part where it puts like your your score and stuff was Mm -hmm. Elton John, you know, oh, cool. big platforms, crazy glasses, you know, bell bottom pants, the hat, the big know, winter hat with the yeah, pinball, like, yeah, like on standing top. on like a car. It was a bit kind of cartoony, you know, standing mm-hmm. on like on top of a cartoon like pinball machine, you know, in a way that like really emphasized the the how high the platforms on the boots were and how wide the bell bell bottom of the pants was that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so i always thought elton john was tommy for the longest time (laughs) (laughs) that particular duty landed squarely on roger daltrey's shoulders (laughs) yeah but i did not know that for the longest time so that when i finally saw tommy and i'm like that's not elton john (laughs) <laughs> i'm very confused <laughs> and elton john appears in the movie and i'm like oh there he is <laughs> at least he didn't have to worry about any baked beans <sighs> yeah <laughs> uh, so um uh, and then also during uh, going into the second half of the 1970s, speaking of sports and soccer specifically, yes. Elton <laughs> became the chairman and direct for, director of the Watford Football Club in 1976. He'd been hmm. a fan of them since he was a wee lad. Uh, and he appointed the uh, manager and invested a large number of money um, into them and uh, then he eventually sold the club in 87 but remained president and then 10 years later he bought the club back from the guy he had sold it to and once again became chairman (laughs) and then stepped down again in 2002 (laughs) 
but it continued as president. He, he no longer chairman, but as president. Um, so he's still part owner of the club, although he's not a majority shareholder. Um, and then uh, he's held several concerts at their home stadium uh, to raise money for the club. Um, and uh, he actually was part owner of a L.A soccer team for a while there in the 70s um and then um in 2014 the watford team uh named uh uh part of the stadium the sir elton john stand oh cool so if, i guess if you want to go to watford uh see if he can get seats in the elton john stand i guess mm -hmm. didn't he uh well he called the occasion one of the greatest joys of my life <laughs> uh, so but yeah the the 70s from 70 to 76 they were very good if you were elton hercules john uh mm -hmm. he had Seven consecutive albums reach one number one in the U.S., something that had never been accomplished before. All six of his albums made Rolling Stone six. All six of his albums uh, would make Rolling Stone's 2003 list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. Are from that period. <laughs> With Goodbye Yellow Brick Road being the highest ranked at number 91. Yeah. Uh, between 72 and 76, he also had six singles reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. Crazily enough, in November of 1977, Elton John announced that he would be retiring. Mm. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> what you talking about there, Elton? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bernie went on to work with some other people and uh, El well he retiring from performing I should say not retiring completely he would still be making albums although now he was going down to a measly one album per year such a slacker uh, <laughs> he was now working with Can a new lyricist named Gary Osborne that first album with with uh, Osborne was a single man in 1978, which produced no singles that made the top 20 in the U.S. Kind of ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> when you take a certain someone out of the equation and it doesn't quite add up, I think you can kind of figure out you've done goofed up, boy. We need to make a course correction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he had all. Uh, he released uh, "Victim of Love," which was a disco-influenced album. Uh, yeah, apparently Queen did not pay attention to their predecessor, um, <laughs> <laughs> which was, did not go over well. Uh, nope. So in '79, he and Bernie reunited. <laughs> And when their first uh, cue up the peaches album, and herb, yeah, when their first full album, uh, back together was released in '83, which was too low for zero. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then they released 21 at 33 the following year. Um, Elton had his biggest hit in four years, Little Genie, which reached number three in the US. Yep. Although the lyrics on that were written by Gary Osborne, but still. Uh, mm-hmm. But just the fact that he immediately went into this slump the minute that Bernie was no longer in the picture. That should tell you something right there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Although in that time, he also he did help break the Iron Curtain, though. Because in 79, he became one of the first Western artists to tour the Soviet Union in Israel. Hmm. He played eight concerts in the Soviet Union. Cool. So. That's cool. So, yeah. Uh, So the 80s were a thing. (laughs) <laughs> mixed bag let's just put it that way yeah the 80s were a mixed bag for everybody yeah unless you were you know like me and you were a little kid and you didn't care um but <laughs> yeah. if you were an adult in the 80s I mean, like this. <laughs> yeah uh, the, the 80s were a thing so he did get married to a woman mm-hmm. so that was not you know <laughs> that was not artistic license in in rocket man he did get married um mm. that marriage well that marriage was a bad idea before the ink was dry on the marriage license yeah yeah um mm-hmm. he yeah so they got married on valentine's day of 1984 and um the marriage lasted a whole four years they got divorced in 1988 which how it lasted that long is beyond me Um, yeah was he on tour during any of the extent of this time I don't know about or in that, studio. Was, maybe that's how long. <laughs> I don't know about on tour, but he was on drugs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's that. Yeah, very much on drugs. Mm. Um, a lot of drugs. Um, the okay, they got married in Australia. The Daily Australian, which presumably is some sort of newspaper in Australia at the time, this newspaper, the start of their article was, it was Valentine's Day and Elton John was making one last attempt at being heterosexual. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. yeah so in 76 when he did an interview with rolling stone even uh, you know by then he and john reed had broken up and at the time elton was claiming he was bisexual which you know, yeah being bisexual totally valid thing mm-hmm. 
in this case i think elton was he was definitely fooling himself and he's he's even acknowledged mm-hmm. that sense actually um mm-hmm. but yeah he met this woman uh renette um who was a sound engineer and uh they were they knew each other for about a year and a half he proposed to her over curry at an indian restaurant they got married the following week and elton said at the time i simply want to be a family man and i'm not getting any younger granted this is an elton john wedding so they can't do anything small even with a week's notice so things like oysters were flown in from new zealand the menu included lobsters prawns scallops salmon and a whole lot of alcohol um the bride wore a gown with a heart-shaped pendant containing 63 diamonds a gift from her groom sewn into the bodice I guess if you're going to marry Elton John, get some diamonds out of it, I guess. Go Uh, big or go home. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, John Reed was the best man. Oh. 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 That was was already, that was a sign. Oh, geez. I'm surprised Reed didn't pull her aside and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I wonder if that's where the "Kiss the Bride" song kind of came from, but everything got flipped and hidden in between the lines. Interpret how you will. Yeah. Uh, when they announced their divorce, they said that they genuinely intend to remain best of friends. That didn't happen. Uh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh, in in an interview with the Los Angeles Times in 1992, Elton said, and I quote this: "Even though I knew I was gay, I thought this woman was attractive, and that being married would cure me of everything wrong in my life. When you take that amount of drugs and alcohol, you can't have any relationship." In 1990, in a 1996 interview with the New Yorker, he recalled once guzzling eight vodka martinis in 30 minutes blacking out and awaking to be told he had gotten into a fist fight with john reed (laughs) he was also he was also heavily into using cocaine eventually building up a habit that at worst saw him reportedly taking it every four minutes dang yikes he's lucky he still has a nose canal left yeah he said of, of his decision to marry Blowell, he told the New Yorker, when you take a lot of drugs and you're out of, out to lunch half the time, you think a change of scenery. I'll get another house. I'll move to another country. He elaborated more in a 2007 interview with the Sydney Morning Herald, where he explained, a drug addict thinks like this. I've had enough boyfriends and that's not made me happy. So I'll have a life. That will change everything. And I love Renette. She's a great girl. I really, really loved her. But, you know, it's one of the things I regret most in my life, hurting her. Hmm. According to Renette, though, uh, while they were on their honeymoon, he told her that the marriage was a bad idea. And supposedly she tried to commit suicide on the third day of their honeymoon. 
gosh. Yikes. So, yeah. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not good for anybody involved. No. No. It's just like, let's get it annulled and be done with it. No, we let it drag on for four years. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It, it seems like there were a lot of uh, issues going on. A lot on. of issues, a lot of bad choices in the mix. And just, you know, if you're not happy with or without something, you know, fill in the blank a relationship, a job, a car, you know, whatever. If you're not happy without that, you're not going to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And this is just another one of those unfortunate things where, you know, he did not have a loving childhood and mm-hmm. that could severely affect a person. That is, that is true. And their perception mm-hmm. of what love is, what mm-hmm. a healthy mm-hmm. relationship is like. You know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, you know, a psychiatrist or a psychoanalyst, but, you know, I've been in therapy long enough to learn a thing or two. Uh <laughs> and um yeah yeah it's something that we've unfortunately seen with some like i said some other artists that we've talked about where their childhood Mm -hmm. was really crappy and Mm -hmm. it affected them for their entire life you know it turns them into not you know not the healthiest (laughs) adults so but in Elton's case, it was alcohol and drugs and, uh, you know, being a shopaholic, although he, he still really likes to shop, but I mean, the man can afford it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, eating disorders, he was bulimic for, mm-hmm. for a time. Um, I don't want to say that that's something that they bond, bonded over because that would be kind of morbid because that's not something you bond over. But he was aware that Princess Diana was bulimic because he was also bulimic. Mm-hmm. So they were, I guess, kindred spirits in a way with that particular mm-hmm. malady. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. um, so, but yeah, the, even though Bernie's back in the picture as far as being an artist is concerned on the personal, other personal side, the, the 80s early 80s were not good to to elton really um with with that um and and unfortunately renette was not very happy with the way that she was portrayed in rocket man um there always seems to be have to be some sort of villain in these court things like same kind of thing happened in um the Johnny Cash biopic "Walk the Line" with his yeah. first wife—they made her out to be this mm-hmm. horrible, awful person. And even her kids were like, "No, that wasn't." Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it, so so yeah. for some reason that just has to be a thing. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I don't think Renette was actually portrayed as really a bad guy. She didn't yeah. really have enough screen time to really paint her one way or the other. To be honest with you, she just seems like, you know, she, to me, she came off as someone who is aware that she is stuck in a marriage that mm-hmm. should never have happened in the first place. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that it was kind he, of he, the, he was quote, trying unquote, to he was trying to put not... a band-aid over a gaping wound mm-hmm. right and she knows she can't fix it yeah mm-hmm. so and, you know nor nor should she have to like no one should have to fix yeah, that no. sort of thing unless you are you know a professional and this is what you yes. do yes, but exactly yeah yeah um, but yeah it is what it is uh, but also again i think there was some artistic license there and also you know the way she remembers things and the way he probably remembers things which considering the amount of drugs he was on and the fact that he remembers anything who knows how accurate it is so yeah whatever yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, as they say, I wasn't there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. Well, I did exist by 83. So uh, well, <laughs> I was. You weren't on their honeymoon was, with them. Yeah. No. Exactly. And I was the wee tender age of four, more interested in watching Star Wars. At the yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, 85 was um live aid mm-hmm. you know, which was a uh, uh, down for the history books yep um mm-hmm. so there's that um so, uh and then you know started cranking out some more uh music so um including the album too low for zero uh which includes the single i'm still standing which is one of my favorite Elton john songs ever mm-hmm. um and the i guess that's why video. they call it the blues mm-hmm. which has stevie wonder playing the harmonica yep um and then um uh 84 the was the album songs breaking hearts say so yep. much on that one yeah okay. breaking hearts yep um so uh yeah so going into the late 80s it was uh, okay uh not, not corner. amazing not amazing but not terrible either um he did uh, five sold-out shows at Madison Square Garden <laughs> in 1988. Um, in uh, he auctioned off two thousand uh, uh, pieces of his uh, like memorabilia and stuff with Sotheby's, which raised uh, twenty million dollars. Not bad. Good uh, change. Mm-hmm. Um, he did um, That's What Friends Are For with uh, Dionne Warwick and Gladys Knight and Stevie Wonder which helped raise funds for HIV and AIDS research uh, so um, and then um the 90s were the 90s were also a thing <laughs> <laughs> again good and bad 
it, I mean, at this point, like Elton's still releasing albums and songs and, you know, touring and doing this and the other thing, but he's, he's really starting to branch out into not just cranking out studio albums and then going on tour and promoting said album. Like I said, I saw him, it wasn't until 2003, but that was like the second or third, I think, iteration of the face-to-face tour that he had started doing with Billy Joel in the early 90s. Um, it was something they just decided to do, you know, and they're like, hey, this worked out really well. Let's do it again sometime. And they've done it several times. Uh, so, um, but um, also in the, the early 90s is when Elton uh, created the Elton John AIDS Foundation. Um, now, Eldon has said that he has, he considers himself very, very, very lucky that he did not manage to, you know, that he did not contract HIV during the 80s, mm-hmm. um, you know, having unprotected sex um, because you make bad decisions when influenced by drugs and alcohol and mm-hmm. um uh, you know unfortunately in the 80s um yeah we did not know as much about aids as we do now um and him being mm-hmm. a gay man unfortunately put him in higher risk group um than what we know now um but after um freddie mercury died in 91 um and then ryan white who mm-hmm. um was actually from india um who contracted it from a blood transfusion because he was a kid so he, yeah. he was one of the first people to like become well known that was not you know a gay adult man to be and that people were like oh other people get this too from not just sex you know um and all the stigma that ryan white had to put put up with um Mm -hmm. you know up until his passing but um he he and elton had crossed paths at some point um and they became friends um so then when ryan died in 1990 and then freddie mercury died the following year um he started leveraging his fame to help raise awareness and funds um Mm -hmm. so he founded the elton john aids foundation in 1992 um to fund programs for prevention for the elimination of prejudice and discrimination against those that are affected by it uh provide services to people living with or at risk of contracting it um in 93 he began hosting his annual academy awards party um which is a uh, still going <laughs> yeah. um and um it's one of the highest profile oscar parties in the hollywood um yes. he also hosts a white tie and tiara ball um at his home in berkshire um and since the foundation was created um they have raised over 60 million dollars 
to support different HIV related programs in 55 different countries. Wow. Yep. So, and that's, you know, still a big part of his philanthropic work. Um, Mm -hmm. He will throw his hat you know in the ring for other things too but the hiv aids is is the big one for him um so it's still and still growing strong so you can go to the website and then see what the the foundation is is up to um so in 92 he and bernie were inducted into the songwriters hall of fame um and then uh, it was also when he released the al- his album, The One, mm-hmm. which was his first album recorded entirely sober. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, uh, I, I, I'm not laughing. Because at that, at he that went fact. to rehab and yes. it worked. Yes, it did. <laughs> and good for well, I mean, him. You can tell, I mean, and you can tell if you look at the cover of the one and look at some of the other past ones, he looks a lot healthier. I mean, if you look at the sleeping with the past cover, he did not look in the best of shape. Mm. <laughs> Unless the angle and it being a black and white photo wasn't kind to him, but it was just like, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he said, I was used to making records under the haze of alcohol or drugs, and here I was, 100% sober, so it was tough. But I managed to come up with a good song, which was the title of the record. (laughs) He's been sober ever since, though. Which is great. Yeah. Going on, excuse me, 30 years. 30 years sober, Mm -hmm. so, yeah. That's amazing. Um, Yes. And, you know, that was a, a turning point for him, uh, really, because he had he performed at the Fr- Freddie Mercury Tribute Concert at Wembley Stadium, uh, where mm-hmm. he did The Show Must Go On and then Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, and then in 1983, he met a gentleman by the name of David Furnish, mm-hmm. a former advertising executive, now a filmmaker, originally from Toronto, Canada. You mean he found 19- himself a Canadian. Was it, was it, what did you, did you mean? 90, 93? 93? 93? You said 83. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, 93. I was like, oh, wait, that was quite a jump, but yeah. Yeah, no, 93. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 83, that was the year born. No, wait, never mind. <laughs> We're Fast talking about the 90s. I gotta quit. I gotta get away from my birthday. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, just, I just want it to be all about me. Uh, uh, 1994 he was inducted to the Rocker Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility that was the quote from Axl Rose that I stumbled over at the very beginning that was from the induction ceremony Um, and in 1994 (laughs) in between all of his other things that kept him very very busy and his shopping trips to Versace and all those things he and Tim Rice wrote the songs (laughs) for a little cartoon you may have heard of it called the 
Lion King. And, and I admit this this was the first time I ever had known who Elton John was. Granted, I was yeah. Nine. If you're of a certain age, yeah. The yeah. Lion King probably is your introduction, to Elton John. <laughs> yes, and I and Mine. I I freely admit this. I mean, I'm not as steeped in in the Elton John lore as as some, but yeah, I just because I remember it because you know we had Little Mermaid and we had Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, and that was like you know the Howard Ashman Alan Menken sort of run, but then you know Howard Ashman sadly passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he did a little bit of work on Aladdin, if I remember correctly. Like not a ton, but it was there. But so, but then you know, then Tim Rice came in, and and then Disney decided, hey, let's have Elton John do this, and mm-hmm. and you know, we get we get what we got in The Lion King, which you know we've gushed about The Lion King before. I certainly have, um, mm-hmm. but the music in that movie just makes. We'll it. we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> yes, so, we will. yeah, yes, we will. But but yeah, it's like I mean, the story of Lion King you know the is, best is, adaptation of hamlet ever ever yes film yes with lions mm-hmm. but yeah i mean <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll, yeah i love the lion king and Dang. it is in no small part due to the music the music just enhances the the, the story yep yeah i love it and yeah it's wonderful but uh yeah so it was a uh three against two in the uh, academy awards that year for best original song because elton john and tim rice were nominated for can you feel the love tonight circle of life and hakuna matata so so sorry to look what love has done and make up your mind from i don't even know what one of these movies is um so yeah it was a <laughs> i'm sure that the other nominees were just like what oh, crap uh <laughs> but can you feel the love tonight did can you feel the love tonight did win so uh giving elton john his first academy award will not be his last uh, in 1995, he was appointed commander of the British Empire. Um, and then in 1998, he was knighted by the Queen. Hence the name for the title, Sir Elton John. <laughs> um, he had, he turned uh, 50 in 1997. So uh, he held a big to-do celebrating his birthday where he came dressed as, in his words, uh, Louis the, whichever Louis that is, Louis the 16th. Uh, (laughs) I don't know my Roman numerals. Uh, Something like that. Uh, Louis the Fourteenth, one of the Louis. Uh, we've all seen the picture. Odds are you've seen the picture. The, mm-hmm. He's got the big powdered wig that's up to mm-hmm. you know up to. Oh me. yeah, that's it's it. It creates smoke. 
it releases smoke out of it. It's, it's, it's just, it's, just, it's like, you know, he's like, I want Louis the whatever, Louis the 14th on acid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is, it is the wanted. 14th. Louis I was the looking. 14th. Yeah. yeah. I was looking for mm-hmm. the Roman numerals. Like, yep, that's 14. The, the, the I comes before the V. So that makes it a yes. four. Louis the 14th. Yes. Louis the 14th on acid. That's what he wanted. That's what he got. Uh, I mean, why not when you turn 50? right yeah oh. some people go to hawaii some people dressed as a uh, as historical figures on acid mm-hmm. yep um unfortunately that summer was not very good um for elton as um his very very good friend gianni versace was killed mm-hmm. on the 15th of yep. july um, he was assassinated pretty much literally on the front steps of his house mm-hmm. um yep and he and he and gianni and really uh, donatello versace too the entire versace family the, he he was good friends with the entire versace clan but he and gianni were very very good friends um like a brother to to elton mm-hmm. um and um uh he he performed at uh gianni's it wasn't uh, it wasn't a funeral it was a memorial service and he mm-hmm. did like like a some like hymn or something um at that um but then six weeks later yeah diana mm-hmm. princess of wales dies in a car crash in paris on the 31st of august mm-hmm. Because if memory serves, I think even Diana was at Gianni Versace's she memorial was. service too. Yeah. yeah, yep, she was. Um, so yeah, uh, so uh, he um worked with Bernie um after being approached by Diana's brother um about performing, and mm-hmm. he's like, you know, should, do I try to write something new? Do you know what do I do? um and eventually he and and bernie worked and redid the lyrics to candle in the wind um mm-hmm. to a version just for diana yep. um which he performed at her service at westminster abbey mm-hmm. the only time it's ever been performed and will ever be performed um yep. as is a i don't yeah they asked him to make sure it would never was never performed again but he wouldn't want to because it wouldn't be appropriate anywhere else yeah Um, no even when even at diana's uh the concert that they did for which would have been her 60th birthday or something like that yeah Uh, 60th last year yeah 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 that you know he he didn't perform it that being said it became huge as far as yes um music is concerned and oh yeah became the biggest selling single of all time selling 33 million yep. copies globally and raised 55 million pounds for diana's charities mm-hmm. yep uh, yeah I, I remember I, I bought a copy <laughs> yeah we we had a copy um my sister allison i remember she was like four when well almost four because her birthday's in october um but yeah, she was she was obsessed with Princess Diana after she passed away. I don't really know why. I would have to ask her. But we like on the way to school, 
we played that song over the well it was it was candle in the wind and um something about the way you look tonight look tonight. oh yeah something yeah. about yeah. the yeah yeah i know oh, so that God, i love that song yeah oh, so you know we had too. it on the cassette and we put you know and we had the thing in the car where it would play it you know re- replay it so you didn't have to rewind it and right. yeah we just the good old auto reverse yeah that that <laughs> thing so yeah i just i remember that song and i actually did get sick of it <laughs> but we had to play it on the way to school because my little sister she loved it and you know she's in the car with us so we just listened to it a lot mm. and i mean yeah it's sad i was really sad when when she when she passed away and and all of that but we needed something else to listen to in the car eventually yeah. but then the then the swan princess soundtrack took over and holy crap but anyway that's another story but yeah <laughs> well, at least remember- that's not just one song yes yes yeah. yes that that is true but yeah it was i will take two... a soundtrack over a single song yeah there was those Dang. two songs just and she was obsessed and she loved it i i don't know i don't know if she would be now but yeah i just i that's the one thing i remember about that song is that we had to listen to it all the time yeah so yeah he may have only performed it live once but i heard it hundreds of times yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, oh. He in in ninety seven he would win a Tony for the Lion King musical on Broadway, uh, <laughs> winning the Tony for best original score and a Grammy award for best musical show album. So really, at this point, Elton just needs to win an Emmy for something, and he will have an EGOT. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> somebody get him on tv give him a tv special yes uh yes. <laughs> come on lin-manuel miranda hook him up yes. yeah. <laughs> two of you together you got this yep right <laughs> really uh except lynn needs to win an oscar to get his egot is a thing so <laughs> well they can help each other out let's really? just here i'll help you with the abby i'll help you with the oscar we're yeah. golden <laughs> yeah um uh and then uh so so by the early 2000s still making music but had decided by the early 2000s that if he had to do music videos, he didn't want to appear in it in it in them anymore. <laughs> he didn't mm-hmm. like he didn't like appearing in his own music videos. Well, can Which you blame him now for videos like this? Train don't stop here anymore. It's Justin Timberlake playing Timberlake. a young yep. Elton John, or mm-hmm. I Want Love, which appropriately enough stars robert downey jr who's birthday happens to be the day we're recording this (laughs) (laughs) happy birthday rdj you get a nod in the open yes you do (laughs) (laughs) so he's worried and he's he's worked some more in in musicals he did a concept album with with tim rice for disney's aida um and yeah, pretty decent, uh, he's, actually. he's helped work on billy elliot the mu- billy elliot the musical mm-hmm. yep. um so which won four Lawrence olivier awards so not bad um nope. uh, he's tried to also get his 
spending slightly under control. control. So <laughs> he admitted spending 30 million slightly? pounds. 30 million pounds in just under two years. Poor it's much. an average of 1.5 million pounds a month. So, yeah. <sighs> that was in the late 90s. So in 2000, mm-hmm. well, in 2001, he sold 20 cars at Christie's because he never had a chance to drive them because he was out of the country. So <laughs> <laughs> It included a 1993 Jaguar XJ220, several Ferraris, Rolls Royces, and Bentleys. <laughs> oh my goodness. In 2003, he sold the contents of his Holland Park home to modernize the decor. <laughs> hmm. Ever since 2004, he's opened a shop called Elton's Closet where he sells his clothes and collectibles. For charity, of course. The money doesn't go oh, to yeah. the, the AIDS hey. Foundation. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, and then 2003, he announced uh, his residency in Las Vegas because when you've done everything else, what's left but a residency in Vegas? <laughs> so the show, The Red Piano, he was sharing the venue with Celine Dion so while one of them was doing a run of shows the other one would be resting and then they would switch (laughs) (laughs) oh uh he was named a Disney legend in 2006 nice um of course and um the year before that though um just a little bit before that on the 21st of december 2005 he and uh david uh were among the first couples to form a civil partnership in the uk which had just become legal that day Mm -hmm. so um and then uh, in March 2007, he performed at Madison Square Garden for the 60th time. Dang. For <laughs> wow. his 60th birthday. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yep. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now, Rachel, when did um, Road to El Dorado that was... come out? It was the late '90s, wasn't it? Yeah, or was it I early 2000s? Circle, I figure we circle back around to some of his more like non-album okay. studio okay. Album type gotcha. stuff. So, no worries. Yep, <laughs> we're only in the 2007. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. We're getting there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Crazy. Um. Uh, yeah okay so 2010s uh which it's crazy though where it's like oh 2010s we're finally into the decade before this one we're getting close yeah (laughs) (laughs) december christmas of 2010 he and david had their first baby 
Their first son was born via surrogate. Zachary Jackson Levon furnished mm-hmm. John. Um, and then their second son, Elijah Joseph Daniel furnished John, was born the 11th mm-hmm. of January, 2013. <laughs> of course, 2012 was the Queen's Diamond Jubilee. And of course, you're not going to do any sort of Queen related celebration without Sir Elton John. So, of course, he performed. <laughs> I think that's what performed at the Olympics too. I think. I think during, either during the opening or closing ceremonies. I I'm think you might be sure. right. I think so. I can't remember if he was opening or closing ceremonies. He may have been opening because I think Paul McCartney was in the closing. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. It was a long time ago. That was that was ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was forever ago. Ago, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. really. Um, and then he and David were able to get legally married uh, when uh, same sex marriage same sex marriage became legal in the UK. Um, that became legal in March 2014, but they waited until the 21st of December so that they could get married on the same date as their civil partnership. So I guess so he and David didn't have to remember two anniversaries. Uh, Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And then January of 2018, Elton announced that he was going to be retiring from touring and would soon, at the time, soon embark on a three-year farewell tour. <laughs> and yeah. Little did he know. No, yeah, little did we all know. Little did we all right. know. <laughs> like January 2018, like, yeah, I remember the announcement. But yeah, I remember seeing on mm-hmm. social media, I'm like, oh, okay, good for him. I wonder if this retirement will actually stick, unlike someone else who shall not be not named Share. <laughs> <laughs> i went to her fell world tour the first one <laughs> i'm just saying and how many has she had since then i don't know two, two at least at least two i was at the first one <laughs> but yeah he said he wanted to retire so he could spend more time with his kids uh because obviously having two young ones at his age mm. <laughs> kind of want to be around to see them grow up in the formative years um mm. yeah and they are that, that's a that's a lot of work and yeah. very yep. yeah yeah i don't care who you are kids are a lot of work <laughs> uh, and of course rocket man was released uh in 2019 with Taryn Edgerton playing Elton. Uh, So, um, rather well, I think. Mm -hmm. So, and Taryn actually did all of the singing. Um, uh, No no offense to Rami Malik in Bohemian Rhapsody, but that's not Rami Malik singing. (laughs) No, it's not. Mm -mm. No. (laughs) But Rocket Man did get Elton his second oscar once again for best original song for i'm gonna love me again which got him mm-hmm. and bernie 
an Oscar together. So, yeah. And then he released his first and only autobiography, Me. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> which the audiobook is narrated by Taryn Edgerton. By him. <laughs> oh, that's right, Taryn Edgerton, yeah. Well, and John reading the prologue and the epilogue. <laughs> yep. So, obviously, with the global pandemic, that farewell Yellow Brick Road tour kind of put a, had a bit of big old stop. That did not stop him from being active during the pandemic, um, nope. working on other people's music, uh, not only his own. Uh, he played piano on Ozzy Osbourne's uh, rock ballad, Ordinary Man. Um, he did a duet with Lady Gaga, signed from above for her album, Chroma Chromatica. Um, he released mm -hmm. a new album uh, June of last year. Um, it was actually recorded as his day out debut album all the way back in 68, but was shelved in favor of Empty Sky. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, um, he did a, a collaboration album called The Lockdown Sessions. Mm -hmm. um, which includes artists like Eddie Vedder and Miley Cyrus and Dua Lipa mm -hmm. and Lil Nas X mm -hmm. and Stevie Wonder yep. and Stevie Nicks. Mm -hmm. yep. um, his uh, song uh, with uh, Dua Lipa, Cold Heart, which yes. is her song in Samples, Sacrifice. Um, Kiss was, the Bride. Yeah, it was... Um, <laughs> released uh on august of last year um and it peaked number one in the uk in october of 2021 which made elton's first uk number one in 16 years but it also made him made him the first solo artist to have a top 10 single in the uk in six different decades wow and at 74 years, seven months, and 14 days, he became the oldest artist to hit the top of the Aria singles chart. Nice. And of course, he's playing piano in Miley Cyrus's cover of Nothing Else Matters on the Metallica Blacklist tribute album. Yes. <laughs> oh, and that is such an awesome cover. Oh. <laughs> it's Lady Gaga, Elden John, and Yo Yo Ma. <laughs> yes. Covering uh -huh. Metallica. It does not sound like it should work, but it does. But it does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, let's see. And then uh um with a uh Christmas album that he <laughs> Christmas song he did with Ed Sheeran, uh, which yep. became his first Christmas number one because he's not he does not really do Christmas. He's got Step Into Christmas, which is one of my favorite Christmas songs ever. Yeah, it's not a, it's a not a classic Christmas song. Um, no, it was actually his first Christmas number one, his third number one of 2021, and we're still in the middle of a global pandemic at this point. <laughs> His 10th UK number one overall and making him joint number nine on the list of artists with the most number one singles in the UK. 
on the UK singles chart, tying him with Calvin Harris and Eminem. <laughs> wow. Since then, the farewell tour has commenced, recommenced. Um, although he did have to postpone a couple of shows after testing positive for COVID at one point. Um, he made a full recovery. Uh, so at one point he developed pneumonia also too so some shows have had to be rescheduled for that um so but yeah well by the time the um tour winds down next year um you know it'll be 2023 five years after the fail world tour was announced But uh, yeah, so he's got uh, you know two Oscars, six Grammys, a Tony, you know, lots and lots of number ones. You know, his his music spans all sorts of genres. Um, yeah, you can't really pin him down to a particular genre because he just no. he, he, he sounds like everything and nothing all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've yeah, got so- yeah, you got sounds that songs sound a little country and then bluesy, and then you've got some that sound downright classical and rock mm-hmm. and just you know some it's reggae. Just, it's just reggae. And it's then- like he's like, okay, I want to try a little bit of everything. Cause you know, yeah. some people mm-hmm. they have their own they have their style that works for them and they stick with it, and that's fine. And then you have the people who are like, Nope, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do all the things and it works great yeah mm-hmm. so and he's one of those that can do anything yeah if he wants to yeah mm-hmm. yeah and you know and then on top of that you know he does you know he's yeah you know, he's done some acting where most of the time he uh sounds like himself you know he's playing himself mm-hmm. um yeah, you know, he's he's yeah you know, he's appeared on the nanny. He was in the Spice World movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen that. I mm-hmm. I yeah. need to go back and watch it just just Me for too. just for the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. he's in the uh, the the second Kingsman movie, Kingsman: The Golden Circle, which funnily enough stars Taron Egerton. So you have Taron Egerton <laughs> in a movie with Elton John, and then a few years after that, he's suddenly playing Elton John. Oh my gosh! So. <laughs> and then, of course, obviously, he's done music uh, for uh, you know various movies and stuff. Obviously, we talked about Nomeo and Juliet. Yes. already. Mm-hmm. The Lion King. Road to El Dorado was year two thousand. Holly, two thousand. Um, That's what okay. It was. All right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, Nomeo and Juliet, like we talked about before, those are all, I mean, he didn't write any original songs. It was just you no, know, the ones it, he'd it, already written. Yeah. But it works like uh, Lion King and Road to El Dorado. He wrote original music. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. That might be, uh, that might be one we want to review at some point. Road to El Dorado. <laughs> it is yeah. so funny. Good. So funny. So good. Yeah. But it's it's just the fact that you know and the his, soundtrack his, is amazing. His music, yes, yes. you know, just transcends to the point mm-hmm. where like he can write really amazing original music like The Lion King and it works. <laughs> or you can take something like Romeo and Juliet, where you're just taking existing Elton John music and 
again, it works because his music just, it's so universal. Mm hmm. Yeah. Waves. Yeah. We're, uh, you know, I, I know Holly's been listening to Elton John probably nonstop. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I was all like, yep. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna make myself a, a you know, a Spotify playlist of his entire catalog, which at this point is 34 albums, I think, or something like that. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> the one I shared with you that yeah, had 30, everything, but 31, accidentally- 30, yeah, 31 studio albums five live albums 22 compilations three internet albums Mm -hmm. four eps nine soundtracks three tribute albums four collaboration albums and two holiday albums yep yeah and then i accidentally oops when i shared you my playlist i had accidentally put in julian lennon and a couple lady gaga songs that kind of reminded me oh you know a little touch of touch of elton but ties together because she is Godmother, Godmother to, to their sons. To yes. Elvis sons. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, so it works. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, but thankfully, because it was Elton's 75th birthday just last week. Uh, Spotify did some of the work for me and they've created a 75 for 75. So it's a curated list of 75 Elton John albums or songs. Um, mm-hmm. So if you, if you just, if you want just some highlights yep. without having to deal with 30 plus albums worth of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You can go listen to that instead, which even there, it's like five plus hours of music. Um, mm-hmm. And there were several songs where I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this one. This song's really good. Uh, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> it's been a nice little trip down memory lane because I, there's yes. like so many. It's crazy. It's like, I can't believe I forgot that this was a song. I love this song. Mm-hmm. How did I forget it existed? Yep. You know? Yep. <laughs> well, just like one of the Elton John songs was used at the tail end of a Lethal Weapon movie. I want to say healing. I think it was Healing Hands. I could be wrong, though. But I know an, an Elton song was used in at the end of Lethal Weapon 3. Yeah. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shows you how much I also watch Lethal Weapon movies. <laughs> that too. Uh, <laughs> hey, you like what you like. Yep. So, but yeah, it's just uh I I love Elton John and it's just mm-hmm. you know, he's he's an amazing artist. The 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 catalog is just yeah, he's he's definitely up there as far mm-hmm. as you know goats mm-hmm. when it comes yes. to musicianship oh, yeah. you know mm-hmm. it, it, and him and bernie toppin you know oh yeah to accomplish what they've accomplished in the last yeah. 50 plus years at this point yeah. it's just absolutely mm-hmm. crazy i mean yeah you think about you know Lennon and McCartney and it's like yeah they were amazing together and obviously Mm -hmm. you know they were the 
the heart and soul of the Beatles catalog. If if mm-hmm. if it wasn't for them, the catalog would right. not exist. Um, but you know, they're a band. I I was thinking about this the other day when I, I was you know in the car, and I was like, you've got the Beatles, yeah, you know, which it yeah you know, wanted in my mind the greatest band of all time um Mm -hmm. and then queen right after that (laughs) right yeah (laughs) which i mean the members of queen great songwriters in their own right if you look at the queen catalog you don't tend to see the four names together credited on a lot of songs no they are great songwriters individually Mm -hmm. and really good about writing songs that they can do together as a band yeah Mm -hmm. well and you know part of that is toward the end they were like no we're gonna credit everybody yeah no matter you know who did the bulk of the writing so there so there's that too but yeah i know i get it there's there's a difference Mm -hmm. between you know a group of people or or you know and just one person writing yeah and in this case two people people. working together who even after all this time still don't actually work together they still do work in the same format where elton will work on music bernie will work on lyrics they will send them to each other they don't actually sit down in the same room together and like hash out stuff So it just they just kind of say, okay, here are the words, here's it the just, music, and mush it together, and yeah. there it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know? it's worked. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it ain't right. broke, it. They right? Exactly. So, but somehow, still, somehow, just, they're on the right wavelength with each other, and it's yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's just it's, it's good. one of those. It's one of those. Yeah, you, know, you put them together, and it was just it was purely by chance. You know, this guy at this record out at this record label puts a freaking advertisement in a magazine and this you know scraggly kid with you know the buddy holly glasses comes strolling Mm -hmm. in looking for work and it just so happens that this other guy who likes to write poetry essentially Mm -hmm. came rolling in answering the same ad (laughs) and you know this rest is history yeah this guy was just you know kind of throwing it out to the universe like oh i'll just put an ad in a a magazine newspaper whatever we'll see what happens and happenstance musician lyricist it was just yeah lightning struck it lightning struck and you'll never get something like that again absolutely ever so Mm -hmm. absolutely crazy and, the, and that's why you know you, you uh you know we've spent two hours you know talking about elton john's accomplishments but you know as far as the mu- music and stuff is concerned it's not without bernie mm-hmm. you, you, it, nope. it's it's ever so much bernie toppins you know mm-hmm. you know he needs he needs a gold star <laughs> yeah right up there or, or bernie i know bernie's <laughs> inducted into the writers hall of fame yeah the rock and roll hall of fame needs to induct bernie yeah yeah under something under one of their categories yeah you know just uh yeah the fact that he's not in there is is kind yeah. of is kind of dumb 
Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me started on Jan Wonner and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've got a yeah. soapbox ready to go for <laughs> that's that a one. Co- that's, Trust a, me. that's a conversation for another episode. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna get our soapboxes out to complain about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and <laughs> so oh, you're not, they're not quite as bad as the 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 Academy, but they're they're not in they're, our, necessarily in our good graces either. Uh, no, <laughs> they are they, they. It's it's the you know, it's the same the 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 different symptoms of the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> pretty basically yeah. yeah yeah but that is for another day but today we celebrate sir elton john 75 years young and mm-hmm. cu- keep keep rocking good sir mm-hmm. yes. we en- but enjoy we the enjoy retirement <laughs> oh well yes, that yes. Too. we enjoy the retirement and it, but but if you still want to keep churning out music for us you know, every, 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 we'll once while, every once in yeah. a while, you know, dash yeah. off a few lyrics and, you know, you and Bernie just sort of, you know, yeah. you know, I, throw I, it I in think, the Dropbox. I, and... Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a musician, it's like, I don't think you could ever really truly turn that off. No. Yeah. So it, it's one thing, you know, if you're like, you know, if you're not necessarily writing your own music, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but when you're someone who's actually like writing and creating your own catalog yeah you never really truly turn that off and you know inspirational strike from who are you know as as the boys get older Mm -hmm. you know i'm sure that'll inspire things i'm sure yeah i'm sure you'll keep a keep a little you know notebook full of lyrics and stuff and you know, maybe maybe they, maybe he doesn't go on tour, but he's like, oh hey, here's a couple things I dashed off during you know while the boys were at soccer practice or whatever that mm-hmm. is they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you know, but we love him for various mm-hmm. reasons, and mm-hmm. that's and what it is. We will definitely get to Road to El Dorado and the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> yes they're on the list i, I mean i <laughs> yes. yeah i know i i know i've talked about lion king just in passing when we were talking about other things too but yes i want oh to yeah i mean lion it's king yeah when you, we're talking about oh, the disney yeah. renaissance you you can't yeah you can't, you can't miss that one yeah <laughs> no no indeed anyway well if any of our listeners want to chime in about their favorite elton john piece of work whether it's you know music or his charitable work or a concert or any of the movies that he worked on or just something in that realm uh, you can send us some feedback our our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com you can also visit our website which is the fiveishfangirls.com and that will have links to all of our social media where you can leave comments on facebook and instagram and but that on, on we have a YouTube channel, and you can also help support us uh, through Patreon or through our uh, merch shop. Or we're also on Kofi, Kofi. I ca- I call it both because I don't know which one it is. Um, and then you know, tomato, 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 tomato. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's about what it is. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you can download our podcast wherever it is you listen to podcasts, we're there. And as always, we thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and feedback and just being out there and enjoying what we do and hope we can uh 
make your make your week day whatever just a little bit more enjoyable mm. all righty then with that we shall sign off for this week this is Brittany and Davide saying goodnight this is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City this is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening and this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana the goodbye yellow road welcome to my society you don't want me to sing so. <laughs> yeah. I thought about maybe pulling a Shatner and just and just doing the dramatic <laughs> reading of Rocket Man. <laughs> maybe next time. Maybe next time. <laughs>